Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Everybody, welcome to Unlocking the Magic. And today's show, we are talking about one of my favorite attractions. It is probably a well-known attraction. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. It is never, never Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is some history of the ride, little differences between the two from the Disneyland versus the Disney World attraction. But anyway, let's get started. So. A little bit about Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if, 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 you know, how much everyone out there knows, but it's one of my favorite attractions because... I know it's one of your favorite attractions. Why is it... You always have to go there every time we go. And it's almost like you want to go there first. Why is it... And, then, and we should probably tell a story about the Pirates movie. And I don't know if you're ever... Are you going to go into that at all in this episode? I mean, of course I am. Because when the movies first came out i mean we have small children so the first one pirates movie came out a while ago and i wanted to watch it with you and the kids and you had no interest in watching it <laughs> it's so embarrassing now that i think about it i was just like i don't know if i it sounds boyish not my thing um and yeah. then you watched it it was like 10 years after it came out like it was like two weeks ago you watched it and now we watched it like a thousand times it's like it came to the point where like I can't tell anybody how much I love it because it's awkward. Like yeah. I can't, it's like twenty years later. Oh, guess what? I love Star Have Wars. Have you seen that new movie, Pirates of the Caribbean? Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, oh my god! No. So little secret I have. Um, <laughs> All right. So I, anyway, sorry about that. Quick story there. Yep. Well, I liked the attraction before the movie. Just you know, in general, I really like um, the fact that any attraction that you can bring the whole family on and kind of sit together is a go in my book because you just you don't have to worry about age ranges and um it's just easier so when we first started going to disney world you know we had really small children sit Some together, of them, you mean like sit in the same boat yeah we should do a show that says like top five disney attractions that you won't fit on <laughs> that'll, well, I, that'll be a solo show for me it would be a really short show for you no it won't uh, be a long show i can't fit on a lot of rides <laughs> top five rides you will be so uncomfortable on listen i really like when we're all together and you don't have to worry so like when we were there and you know we had a baby eight month old and i didn't want to sit out you have you kind of have to know in the back of your mind that you are not going to be able to go on a lot of you know everything i won't i don't even want to say a lot because i think that's one of the best things about disney world is that they accommodate to every try to accommodate to all different types of families. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's one of the, it's one of the few parks where the rides you can't go on is smaller than the rides you can. Exactly. And the, and, and, but they're all pretty entertaining. Like it's not like you're missing out, you know, like you get to go on the boring stuff just because you have a little newborn with you or whatever, you know, it's actually really. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about stuff. the Disney parks rides is they all come from stories. So like, you feel like you're in the story. It's not just like, Oh, it's a little kid's ride. Cars going around. The cars are part of the story or whatever that attraction is, is a story behind it. And you usually are familiar with that. True. Yeah, exactly. So um, before the Pirates movie came out, you know, it was Pirates of the Caribbean in, in the Magic Kingdom. And it's similar to the Pirates of the Caribbean that's in Disneyland. So it just kind of traveled to 
Florida, but it's still a beautiful attraction. It's located um, at the end of Adventureland, which Adventureland is cool, especially at night. I know we're night people. I think it just, it, there's some sort of spookiness that comes out in Adventureland at night that you don't see during the day. So um, anyway, one of my favorite things being able to- It feels to- like you're in the jungle a little bit. Like, whereas in your Tomorrowland, it's night, it's all lit up. It's all techie. And uh, Fantasyland is obviously lit up. But when you're in Adventureland, it almost feels like you're in the jungle a little bit. All right. So what people don't might not know is that, well, obviously Pirates of the Caribbean, it's a Disney classic. I'm sure that many of you have gone on. If you haven't, it's a great, great attraction in Florida, in Disney World. It's located at the end of Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. But what's cool is like a little bit of the history of the attraction itself. It's actually the one in Disneyland was supposed to be a walkthrough wax museum. So that probably would have translated to the Florida um, Walt Disney World attraction. So it's actually interesting that I can't picture it in my mind of it being a walkthrough wax museum, but I guess I guess it would be neat, just totally a different experience. But The only thing I can think of when you say walkthrough in Pirates is that ride that was briefly in Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't a walkthrough. That was a, a, a standing show. But you kind of walked through the beginning, and you saw a few things, and you kind of walked into that hallway. You walked through the tunnels, and you got to the ship, and you stood there, and then you kind of walked out. But that's yeah. the only thing that was comes close to what it would probably have been like, but obviously bigger. Right. So it would have been a wax museum that you actually got to see these wax figures, um, you know, obviously pirates. But um, Walt Disney had a lot of success with the Carousel of Progress, which, as you know, is all audio animatronics that he debuted at the World's Fair. So he thought that that would be the best way to have his guests in Disneyland immerse themselves um, in the story. And I think that they nailed it. You know, I can't imagine it anywhere else but on a boat through, um, you know, through the attraction and watching, you know, the pirate scenes go on. So it is cool, and it, it makes you think about it because obviously Disneyland and Disney World, two different parks, but I'm sure if they had created it as a wax museum there, it would have come to Florida as a wax museum as well. You know what I think of? I think the boats, to anybody who has seen the movies, and obviously the movies aren't, haven't been out for that long in the in the time frame of Disney World or Disneyland, but when you think of the boats and the ride, and then if you're familiar with the movies and then you go back, you're like, there can't be any other way you go on this attraction other than in a boat. Yeah, I agree with you. But, I think that along with um, um, It's a Small World, you know, I, I, I read somewhere that that was also part of his inspiration. Well, I never saw that movie. The Attraction, silly. I know, I'm joking. Oh, my God. You can't do that to me. You can't joke <laughs> and, and sound serious because then I get completely lost. Um, so anyway, back to where were we? I don't even know. But we are talking about to- Small World and he originally had the boats there. Just the audio animatronic feel and being on a boat. Now, in um, what's cool about the attraction that we didn't know when we first went on with kids, and I hope I'm, this isn't like a spoiler alert for a lot, a lot of people, but, you know, we buckled. You, there's not so much a buckle. You just get onto the boat and... Yeah, there's no uh, buckle. Yeah, there's no buckle. You just get down. So, you know, you step onto the boat and there's about like, I want to say five rows um, that people can see. And they're pretty, pretty, pretty... Um, Pretty big boats where you can fit a decent-sized family. Yeah, we're a family of five. We have three small daughters, and we all fit on one row. Yeah. Um, sometimes we, they, they want to separate a little, and they're 
they're cool with that as far as like giving yourselves more room. Um, but when you first get on the attraction, you know, there's no buckle or anything. So you're kind of going along and it's dark. And all of a sudden I remember when we first went on, I had my eight month old on my lap, you know, and I'm like holding her and it's dark, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden this boat just, just goes flying down this, what now I know is a waterfall that is pretty, it was pretty exhilarating. Like it's still pretty intense for not being buckled and yeah. especially not expecting it. And I wish somebody said to me, hold on to your baby. Now, when you went on that, you never went on that as a kid? I don't remember. I don't remember any of it. So when I was on the ride, when I was on the attraction, I just, I'm, you know, it's interesting. I might've not have been a big pirate person when I was a kid either, you know, and you just kind of got me on. I guess I had some convincing to do too, because I didn't want to watch the movie. Yeah. You had no interest in watching that. So maybe you just weren't interested in it. And your parents took you to the other side. Yeah, probably. I'm sure that's probably what happened. But um, yeah, I did not expect that. So hold on to your baby tight. It's not that bad. It's just, it was exciting. It was like, uh, you know, what makes it worse, not worse, but like more intense is that it's like pitch black. That's what I mean. You know, so it's pitch black. You can't, out- so unless you know, it's coming, you don't, you can't see it coming. Right. Even though you, even when we go on it now, we know that it's coming up and we're still like, okay, where is it? We can't see anything. It's still kind of funny because it kind of sets the tone of like, I don't know. It's like a good andro- adrenaline rush. Yeah, they... Right? It, does, it definitely makes you feel like, all right, let's get started. Right. We're on a ride now. Let's go. <laughs> What's cool about the ride now, too, is that they have now, I'm sure people have heard of Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You know, I'm sure I'm not the first one out there that just discovered it. But um, you are. I'm hoping I'm not the first one in the world. But anyway, even if you are, it's pretty cool to see because then they added stuff to go inside, coincide with the movie now. So obviously there's Jack Sparrow. There's actually mermaids. Shadows. Yeah. So that part of it makes it even extra cool now um, to go with the kids. And they seem to feel like they're really part of the movie set. Um, whereas before it was still cool because it's like a story. And Disney does a great job of you know making you feel like you've gone into a storybook um, and sort of it comes alive at you. But now actually there's a movie, like a, a real movie out there that's, um, you, you can, know. Yeah, you're fam- it makes you familiar with some of the characters in the in the ride and the attraction. You can be like, and they do a really good job of making the characters obviously look like the people in the movie, like Johnny Depp and Barbosa. They look just like them. Yeah. And actually a cool clip is um, I watched on YouTube. There's a cool, really cool clip of the original Disney um, himself when he was creating the attraction for Disneyland, you know, it was one of his last creations that he had hands-on approach before he passed away. So it's really interesting to see, you know, him so excited about this attraction, but what was cool was actually seeing the figurines, the, the actual figures of, they actually had to create them at WED, which was his studio um, and they had to drive them to Disneyland. And it's the funniest thing is all these wax figures um, on a pickup truck. And that's in the, in the that video? <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> it's really funny. Like all these kids are like, it's on the California, um, you know, the freeway. And it's just like this big boxy pickup truck with all these like pirate figures. There's probably like seven of them. <laughs> they well, look really- I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put that video. I'll link to that in, uh, on the website for this episode. And he seemed in the video really excited about this attraction and especially excited about that waterfall that I'm talking to you about. Um, One cool thing is that um, the difference between the two in California, 
there's more of a waterfall. There's that's there's more of an intense drop than there is in Florida because Florida, you know, don't forget it's a high water table, so they could only dig a certain amount. Um, you you can't really go underground in Florida as you can in California. Okay. So kind of an interesting thing, I guess. Do you know what the height difference is? Like how big of a drop it's different? No, I don't know the exact height difference, but and in Flo- and in California and Disneyland, it's um you're a part of um the New Orleans um area and it's a bayou you're going through, so it's a little bit the scenes is a little bit different as you enter whereas in Disney World, it's more of like we talked about um, Adventureland, like a Caribbean feel. Exactly. So I think I would prefer that Caribbean feel, but you know, you are in Florida, so it feels like the Caribbean always, anyway. Exactly, and it definitely goes along with the movie, right? Um, so it's pretty cool to. It's not to Cur- Pirates of the Bayou. It's not Pirates of the Bayou. <laughs> so um, what I think is. You know, a lot of people might might want to know too. You know, is this something that I think you should get a pass fast pass for or not? And I never, even the longest wait time for the pirates ride never feels that long. Um, the, they do move the crowds pretty quick. The queue is interesting. Yeah, it is a fast moving ride when it comes to, you know, it's a it's a nonstop ride. Although every time we go on, I feel like the nonstop ride comes to a complete stop, like a hundred feet before the end. Yeah, that's true. We always get backed up. I don't know if that's just because we're on it or that happens to everybody, but I feel like every time we get to the end, it's always like, okay, now we're stopping. Ooh, hit the hit the car in front of us. Ooh, the car behind us hits hit us. Get a little whiplash. Hey, you know it's all part of the experience. You really are on a pirate boat dealing with. <laughs> but the queue is really really interesting. They have lots of stuff to look at and uh, you know some things that you'd be familiar with. Um, as you're waiting in line to get down there, and and, and once you, the the further in you go, the further you feel like you're going into the dungeon. Yeah, I do love that part of it, and that's kind of why I like going at night too, because it definitely makes you feel a little more spooky and a little bit more. Um, well, I mean, you say you like going at night, but once you're inside, it feels like you're at night anyway. That's true. I didn't think of it that way. So you just even if you're in the day, once you get past like the first turn, it feels like it's nighttime already. But yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest getting a fast pass for this attraction only because the boat does fit a lot of people. So you know, two families can go on the boat. It you know, it's not just one family per boat unless you maybe if you asked, you know, you I don't even know. Probably on high crowd levels, you wouldn't be able to get your own boat. But no, um, unless there's twenty of you. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely don't think. So I would not get a fast pass, and I wouldn't be discouraged by the wait time because. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just like, I never want to agree with the wait time. Like, it just doesn't feel, some of them feel longer than, than it's listed and some feel way less. So, I don't know. I'll tell you a good, a good indication of how long it's going to be. If you're, um, if you get in the Pirates ride, and this is just my feeling and, you know, from my experience going on. If you get in the Pirates line and there's like that corridor in the beginning where everybody kind of gathers and if they have the ropes up and there's people there, it's going to be a long wait. Right. If you can walk, if they don't have those ropes up and you can kind of walk into that first hallway right under that, it's like a big open area in the beginning where they have ropes up and then they make you go through. Or if the ropes are down, it's just like a big room. It feels like a big ball, like a, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say ballroom too. And if you, if there's people waiting in there with the ropes up, it's going to be a longer, it's going to be a pretty long wait. It's going to feel like a long wait because usually it's hot, it's outside. But if those are down and you can walk into that first hallway, go because you don't even need a fast pass. It goes pretty quick from there. 
Yeah, definitely. From definitely. my experience. Yeah. You might want to head out there if there is a long line and you can see it from the, the time, the waiting time from the entrance area. You might want to stop across and grab some nachos. <laughs> yeah, totally. And have a little break and then head over. Um, one thing that I really love about this attraction, honestly, it's the, it's, it's at the end. It's when you get out and you get to go in the gift shops. One of my favorite gift shops in, um, the magic kingdom because it actually is one of mine too. Yeah. It just has some cool, neat stuff. I don't know. I always feel like I need to buy something in there to get me every time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, get your eye patch or your sword. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's something about that gift shop and like, after you get off that ride, you can't stop singing. The kids are goofy. I have some awesome footage of my brother-in-law being silly. <laughs> I don't know if I can post that. <laughs> yeah, you might not. It might be inappropriate, but who knows? Anyway, did you know, actually speaking of inappropriate, the original attraction in Disneyland was a little bit scheduled to be a little inappropriate. No, I didn't know that. Let me explain. Yeah, no, some of the wenches that are there for sale, it was a little bit more, um, it was pushing the envelope a little bit more than they anticipated and they uh, they made some changes because <laughs> there are wenches for sale i think that's the funny and wait wait one of what wenches <laughs> right yeah but they're, the right they're for sale what do you mean they're for sale <laughs> so jeez, i've dropped this is a I just family dropped show one. you're aware of that right i am aware of it are you aware that there's a few scenes in there that are a little inappropriate no <laughs> there's wife for sale and then oh, there's wife yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bargain Oh yeah, yeah, I get you. Just the way you said it made you sound like there's out there outside waiting for you. Oh god. So anyway, I don't even know why I got to that. Oh, because the inappropriate, <laughs> probably. I'm sure it's not inappropriate, but it's funny as heck, and I, I'd laugh if you posted it. Um, it's just a fun way to get silly with the kids. You're in Disneyland, a Disney World, and you should be silly and singing pirates in the gift shop. And if you're not, find me. Because <laughs> you will be. I will be, and uh, and I don't care who's watching. There's a cute little area there that you can get face painted up and have your kids look like pirates. I've seen parents do it. It's hilarious. A little beard and mustache going. Although you want to keep in mind that you're going to be walking around in probably 90 degree heat all day, so it's probably not the best idea if it's hot. Um, but it's really cute. Yeah, do it at the end of the day. You don't want to have black makeup running down your face. <laughs> extra, extra piratey. The extra pirate look. Right. I do um, like this. Uh, like you said, the gift shop at the end is my favorite My favorite gift shop of all the gift shops. It's just so much different items that you can go play with. And you always find the kids running all around with the swords or the eye patches or the different hats they have in there or shirts or whatever it is. It's so it's so much different things. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's so much fun to kind of explore. And it's one of my favorite gift shops that I actually, I mean, at the end of your trip, you do kind of get gift shopped out. You know, because a lot of the attractions at the end, there's always seemed to be a gift shop at the end. Yeah, almost uh, everyone. Yeah, so you're kind of like, ah, oh, come on, how much stuff can I buy? Or if you're anything like us, like we actually set a day or an afternoon, not a day, but like an afternoon, um, and go down to Disney Springs, um, previously known as Downtown Disney, to do your shopping. Because there you'll find a lot of the things that are in the parks, and you can see it seems to be more organized. Like you're prepared to shop, and you kind of know what you're getting. Where, um, but there are a few, so this particular attraction, you got to hit it up, make sure, make sure you do it. And, um, there's a few others that I think are definitely must do's, but that can be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. We should do another podcast. The top, like, uh, 
what is it called? Shops. I lost the word there for a second. <laughs> um, yeah. So do some singing, yo-ho, um, and make sure that you check out this attraction. Make sure you grab either before or after or across, across the attraction. There's an awesome place to grab a snack. Um, and yeah, that's my favorite, one of my favorites. So definitely we want to add that clip of Walt Disney. When he not, you know, obviously this isn't the one he created in the Magic Kingdom um, as far as Disney World, but it's similar in the sense where it's part of um, the same idea. Yeah, they've taken, they adapted it from the one in Disneyland. Exactly. All right, we have a few questions this week. Uh, you know, we try to answer everybody's questions. We get a lot of emails and a lot of things on Twitter and Facebook about questions about your upcoming trip or um, Disney dining. A lot of questions about that. So this week, we're gonna just going to pick one or two, add them to the end of the episode, and uh, go over them. So we have a question from Deidre. Do you have that question, Connie? I do, and I just want to thank, uh, thank you, Deidre, out there for submitting this question. Um, here we go. So her, she actually had two questions. So the first one was, can I park in valet at any Magic Kingdom or Epcot area resort in the morning and go to the park for the entire day? So she's looking to avoid, I think, Disney transportation bus or parking in um, the transfer station. Actually, did you uh, know? Well, you can but there is time um, is a limitation there of how long, even with valet, of how long you can park at these resorts. And the reason why they do this, especially at um, the resort area like the Contemporary, is because they don't want anyone parking there and then going to the parks all day. So they put a limit on it. My suggestion to you is if you don't, um, you know, she was trying to avoid sort of the crowd um, you know, parking at the transfer station. But I we seem to love parking at the transfer station and walking over to the Polynesian and using the Polynesian um, transportation to get to the, the uh, Magic Kingdom versus the monorail. Depends on the traffic, the flow. Like if it's really, really crowded, that's what we'll do. I mean, I know it's a more of a walk, but it's usually an enjoyable walk because the Polynesian is beautiful. And, um, you know, we get to check it out, especially at night. If we're at the park late, Sometimes what we'll do is we'll linger in the park and and let the crowd level sort of disperse, and then we'll head over and get onto the ferry back to our tra- back to our car at the transport tra- transfer and ticket center <laughs> today. Um, but if you know we're tired, want to get back to our car, we'll actually take one of the boats to the hotel, which is you take the boat to the Polynesian, and from the Polynesian, you walk through to the transfer. It's only a 10-minute walk. A lot of people don't realize how close it is to the t- ticket and transfer center. So it's, yeah, it's, not, really not, it's not far at all. And it's a nice, quiet, relaxing walk, especially at, at night. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming it will be at night because if you're at the Magic Kingdom and you decide to leave, you know, you're not really dealing with crowd levels in midday. You know, there's not that many people. Right. Plus, if you're so at you the, might... if you don't have to go back to the transfer station, you can just take that little gondola boat back over to the Polynesian. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, that's how we like to sort of end the night because number one, it, the crowd level is low. And number two, it kind of adds an extra special, a little more magic to your vacation. It's like another little um attraction i guess you want to say yeah you get to see some <laughs> some more stuff than you normally would it's just relaxing and we're bruce and i are all about carving some time out while in disney to relax and it is possible and i don't think many people do that 
or realize that it's even possible. And I think that that's what makes it, you get a lot of stories of people coming back stressed out, tired, wiped, you know, it is a lot, you know, when you go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, if you have one tip I would give about that is if you have an amount of rides that you want to go on, knock two off the list. Right. And then that's your day. So if you have, you have 10 rides you want to go on, knock two off. That's going to make your day so much better. And just like I said, like a lot of this, a lot of these podcasts talk about, you know, tips on what to do on your down days, like add those into it, you know, it doesn't all have to be these like sensory sort of, I feel like you get to a point where it's like too much sensory overload and dealing with crowds and you're tired, you know, so if you can kind of avoid crowds and do kind of off your own thing, like we talked about taking the gondola back to the Polynesian and then walking to the ticket and transfer station center, um, it's a much more enjoyable experience. So, all right. So that's, next, my, uh, that's your answer to that question. Next question. This is the last question we're going to answer. Just two this week. Well, I, she has the next question from D George as well. She oh, she has to, another question. Yeah. Can, is that okay if I just go into that? Shoot. Okay. So this one is sort of similar in the sense where she um, is going to be renting a car to head back and forth to the parks. But she says she has read that it's impossible to head over to the animal kingdom early enough and drive your car to make it to rope drop. Um, what is my suggestion? And I suggest if you want to get to any park for rope drop, and we've tried this unsuccessfully many times, Bruce and I, because no matter how early we seem to get up and get going, it's just it also depends on where you stay. If you stay at a moderate or value resort, Yes, there's Disney transportation available, but it's always crowded. So there's multiple buses that come throughout the day. It just doesn't mean you're going to get on the first one that comes. You might have to get on the third or fourth one sometimes that comes along. So keep that in mind. And, you know, driving, especially if you're not familiar with the area, can be a little tricky to plan ahead of time and get to the Animal Kingdom. Um, My suggestion for that would be if you're really concerned about being somewhere on time, rent a car. I mean, I'm sorry, to get a taxi or an Uber. And that's the only way you'll guarantee a certain time. Um, And then you don't have to worry about parking the car. Or get on the bus. Or getting on the bus. You know, Bruce and I, we talk about renting a car a lot on this podcast. But we never are too concerned with getting anywhere for that particular, like, reservations and all that, definitely. But as far as being somewhere for a specific time for a show and rope drop, just... It's just so so many people love doing that that we end up. It's not as, as spectacular as we yeah <laughs> anticipate. Yeah. It's just too much work. Like you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll go in a half we'll, an hour later. Yeah, we'll go later. It's the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, right. that's my answer. This is the last question. Hello, we are planning our first trip to Disney World in Florida in 2016, the spring. I have a nine-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy. What park do you recommend for us to visit? Is she only going on to one park? It doesn't say. It just says what park. It doesn't say what parks. What park do you recommend for us to visit? So they go on to their first trip. They have a nine-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy. Hmm. Nine-year-old girl. Well, I mean, you kind of have to go to the Magic Kingdom. I know. Like... If you're only going to go to one park, I get you have to go there. You can't. I mean, as much as I love Epcot and Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, um, to me, if you only can go to one park, it's got to be the Magic Kingdom, especially if you have a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, exactly. And I think your boy will be pleasantly surprised of how much fun. And sometimes I think we dealt with this as far as um, a very similar, you know, we have a nephew who's actually 13 years old and um, 
you know, we've been going down to to Disney World with him for the past few years. So at first he was a little bit not so, I guess, not as excited to go to the Magic Kingdom because, um, you know, he's just assuming princesses and he didn't want any part of that. But it's actually pretty cool to see him have fun over and over again. And yeah. there's plenty for them to do, either whether you're 12 or, you know. I agree. If I had to list it out, I would say Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. If you're going yeah. for your nine-year-old girl and your 12-year-old boy. If you're doing it for yourself, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Well, I again, if you're doing it for yourself, I think I would choose the Magic Kingdom anyway because it sort of sets the tone of the whole. Well, it depends. It depends. Is it your, if it's your first trip, yes. Yeah. You know, if it's your third or fourth or fifth or sixth, I don't know if I'd go to the Magic Kingdom my first time. I mean, oh, if yeah. I only had one day. Oh, right, right, right. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. So that's it. Go to Magic Kingdom. You'll have a blast. what in the heck was that i have no idea all right so that's it for this episode connie that's it make sure you out there are whoever's listening to be sure to download my free packing list it's an ultimate packing list not just a packing list and every week or well every week every time we go down i wish it was every week (laughs) um i add things on there that i have forgotten um or I think of while we're down there because we've been down so many times that there's always something that I think would be great to pack. So be sure to get that um, by visiting unlockingthemagic.com. Yeah, there'll be a box there that just says free uh, ultimate Disney packing list. You're just going to click that and you can put your email in there and we will send you that too. And by doing that, you will get updates on the show too. So when new episodes come out um, or we have new videos or we're on Periscope or we do any live videos, which we're going to start doing, we're going to start doing live broadcasts maybe a couple times a month. Uh, you'll be updated when we do those as well so we can let you know from there. Uh, this is episode number 25, so just go to unlockingmagic.com forward slash 25 for all the show notes and to check out those videos uh, that Connie mentioned in this episode as well. Excellent. Um, you know what? One more thing. If you, I know that there was a couple books that we researched for this uh, episode about the history of you know Walt Disney, and we've read a lot of books. If you want to get a free audio book, just go to... Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash magic and you can get your free audio book and a 30-day free trial um, on us. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash magic. Awesome. That, that's it, right? Just go to unlockingthemagic.com forward slash 25. Like us on Facebook and you know talk to us. We want to hear your questions. You actually can, from the website now, leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail? Yeah, so if you go to the web, uh, unlockingthemagic.com um, there'll be a button that. there that says leave a voicemail. If you want to have a question that you want us to answer or you just want to be on the show, uh, go to the website. Leave us a voicemail. You can uh, talk to us from there. Awesome. And don't forget to give us – did you already tell us to review us? No, nah, I didn't tell them this episode. I figured I'd give them a break. All right. Question show. Yeah, this one, the episode coming out in a few days from now will be all listener questions. So we've gotten a lot of questions um, about a whole bunch of variety of topics. Some we know. A lot of them we know. Some we don't know. Some we have to do a little more research yeah, on. Yeah, but you know what? We like research. So if you have any questions out there, you can do it a couple ways. Email us at info at unlockingthemagic.com or you can go to the website and find us on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest. And, you know, you can leave a uh, – if you have a question, leave it for us there. Or, like I said, go to the website and leave us a voicemail. So there's many different ways. If you have any questions about an upcoming trip you have coming up or anything like that, we'd love to hear from you and help you out with that. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks.